How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Yeah, Wick, so just a, a, a quick question on the uh, current status of the Jalen Brown relationship. Uh, I don't believe you guys were in any way behind leaking information about a potential trade uh, with Durant. What happens in the league is that agents leak names and <laughs> agents of people not not even, or, or other teams, or, yeah. I mean, Brad's probably on the phone with every team definitely every week during the season, just saying, who do you like, who's playing well, who do you like in our roster, you know, just, and he files it away in that, like, his mental database, you know, so Jalen's not going anywhere, and he knew that before the trading deadline because I told him personally. Ah, yes, that was Wick Grosbeck last week on the Greg Hill Show. I found that noteworthy because it's like, oh, what do we have to assure Jalen of unless there's something to assure him of, right? If it's all just rumors and there's nothing to it, why does the owner have to personally assure Jalen Brown? And I know, Mego, you pushed back on that. You said, well, maybe maybe Jalen's sick and tired of the rumors and sick and tired of hearing from Brad and everybody else, and and the owner stepped in to, to reassure him. So maybe some of that was going on, maybe. I just found that interesting. And that was Wick last week. Then Jalen at the All-Star game, which he shouldn't have even participated in. But again, another story for another day. You're afraid all of his top teeth are just going to fall out of I his just, mouth. I don't know. He he you, catch a, you catch a stray elbow, and it's not the most competitive game. I get it. You catch a basketball off the face or something like that. Now you have a setback for what? I did that in to a myself yesterday, game? by the way. I was practicing my shooting. Oh, I saw for the for the, for the shots, shots for, a, for cure. a cure. Yes, and um, I went to go rebound my own. Uh, I had made the basket. I went to go rebound it, but it, I just looked up and the ball hit me in the oh, face. Oh, worst. Yeah, you're not shooting from much of a distance. Well, I ran to get the rebound. Oh, I, I was see. also trying to get my heart rate. Yeah, up yeah get that cardio to practice up. in case I don't have someone oh, shagging you know, balls for me. They always tell you to follow your shot too. You know yeah. what I mean? You want to get in there. Just habit. You yeah, know? yeah. It's <laughs> kind of player I am. <laughs> When you're an elite athlete, yeah, 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 you yeah. naturally follow. I mean, it's, I yeah. felt like it was going to be nothing but net, but I'm still chasing it down anyway, just in case. Uh, and it's hour number two. Jones and Mego with Arkham. We're here till six with all your phone calls. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. So Jalen's asked about a couple of different things. Let's start with the trade rumors, since we're on it. Uh, that was how Wick uh, discussed it last week when he was asked about the relationship between Jalen Brown and the organization. Here's Jalen in his own words on the trade rumors. Brad was the first to reach out to me. Um, Brad reached out to me and just let me know that uh, it was just rumors or, you know, he just wanted to try to clear up um, whatever that was going and floating around. I didn't really pay too much attention to it, so I didn't really know what he was talking about uh, when he when he had messaged me. But Brad was the first one to reach out to make sure that, you know, nothing was like going on or whatever. 
or just to just talk about it, give me the space to talk about it if I had any, any feelings towards anything. And I appreciate that from organization. Okay. He hasn't mentioned Wick, which I just found interesting. It doesn't mean Wick didn't reach out, but he does not mention Wick. And he very clearly says Brad was the first one to reach out, although it may have been a text. It sounds like he says the first one to message me. I don't know what the the depth. He DM'd him on Instagram. Right, I don't know what the depth of the conversation was, but uh, I found that whole thing interesting. It's like, oh, okay, like they gave me the space to talk through this because for whatever reason, him being involved in these trade rumors, going back to draft night when I was at TD Garden and doing a radio show at the time, and the whole building is booing the pick. And you stood up and you were like, boo! I, I, boo. I mean, I absolutely booed it. And, <laughs> I, I, and I've, been, I've been wrong about Jalen a lot of different turns, and maybe I'll be wrong about Jalen again. And, I and wanted we'll, Chris Dunn. We'll get to <laughs> I was Jalen guy? I, in fairness to me, I was a Jamal Murray guy who is not as good as Jalen, but he is a lot better than like a bus like Chris Dunn. But I was a Jamal Murray guy in that draft, a little bit of a buddy healed guy in that draft. Um, Jalen, in his own words, has said that bothered, that's bothered him for a long time. And so Wick needs to maybe personally say something to him. Apparently, Brad is all rabbit-eared and personally saying Brad's things to him. Brad's being proactive. He's like, hey, whatever you see, it's not real. And he's like, so what are you talking about? I didn't really know what he was talking about. What, you, what, what am I didn't, seeing? Didn't Don't worry about it. About. Never mind. That's such <laughs> crap. Don't worry about it. Never mind. You're talking to Kyrie again, haven't you? I agree. I don't, Nothing's uh, real, man. Kevin, um, who? Uh, oh, Durant? Oh, the basketball player. Oh, oh. So there's rumors? I had no idea. They're talking about me on first take. I had no clue. Wow. The radio stations were talking about me. Oh, I had no idea. Gee, it just, just snuck right up on me. Uh, so again, that's Jalen on the trade rumors, 617-779-7937. Yeah, I was, just, I was just getting my workouts on. Uh, furthermore, here's maybe the more uh, newsy answer from Jalen, just beyond sort of contradicting what Wick said, or at least not painting exactly the same picture that Wick did. Um, this piece about Jalen and the sacrifice he makes, and you're already rolling your eyes, Mego. Let's, uh, let's hear from Jalen again from this weekend at the All-Star Game. It takes sacrifice, you know, um, on, my, on my behalf, you know, it's definitely a lot of opportunities that, you know, you can be a guy. But the ultimate goal, for I think, for me and Jason has always been to win games. So, you know, when you see team dynamics, there's nothing wrong with doing your job on a team. So throughout my career, you know, I've learned to, to be and play the role that has been needed for me to play. And I think that's a part of why the success has been able to happen. Being able to humble yourself and be like, yeah, I know I could be something somewhere else but it's no problem being a great team guy and winning here in boston okay so i have a couple of takeaways from this number one it's like good thing you haven't thought about it too much Jalen. right like good thing you haven't thought about all the options you have out there you know it's like the serial cheater like on his wife he's like oh you know i mean i have i have all this opportunity out there i'm not gonna act on it i wouldn't act on it but i have spent some time thinking about it what it's about like, all the women I didn't cheat on? Right, you with? exactly. Like you know, I I totally could have cheated. I could have. There was this girl and that girl and this girl and that girl. But I didn't cheat. It's like, oh, good thing. I'm happy you didn't cheat, Jalen. I'm happy you just put some thought into it and didn't actually follow through on it. But my goodness, it sounds like you thought about it quite a bit. And number two, and maybe I'm just hearing things. It kind of sounds like he's the one taking credit for the turnaround last year. Like me and Jason, we kind of weren't in agreement. Was it my team? Was it Jason's team? Like a lot of the stuff we heard early last year, if there was friction between them, they might get along personally, but was one willing to take a back seat to the other? Like it almost sounds like Jalen wants credit for letting it be Jason Tatum's team. Do you know what I'm saying? And now the team has taken off since then. 
there's no back and forth. There's no disagreement, or at least it's not as much as it used to be. My touch, your touch, who gets the ball when? And it feels like Jalen's trying to take credit or at least get credit for taking a step back, and that's when the team took off. He's being a little bit of a martyr and acting like he's more of a role player than he is. He's still a star on this team. Like, there are plenty of people out there who thoughtful people who watch a lot of basketball who would tell you that it's 1A and 1B with Tatum and Brown on any given night. There are plenty of people who would argue that. I wouldn't argue that. I would say that it's 1 and 2 and that it sounds like that's something that Jalen Brown is still struggling with. But I also wonder if Jalen... Look, well, ultimately, I think, and I'm jumping the gun here a little bit, long-term, what's going to keep him here through the next contract is going to be money. That he can get money here, he can get better money than anywhere else. Under any condition, pretty much. He can get paid here. So that's what's going to keep him here above but that's, all. that's just true of every superstar in the NBA. Right. You can, no, I, it's, not, it's not special to Jalen. Not just every saying, superstar can get the Supermax. Jalen right. could get that here, potentially, if he finishes all NBA. But... Every single guy who but ever when, left, you could say that about. You could say chewing, they could get more from their right. team. Right. But I think he's still, the, he happens to be in a spot that is a pristine spot for him. And looking around the league and understanding the fact that he's in the conversation as being in the top duo or a top, at, at worst, a top five duo for many people's lists in the league. I think that sits well with him. If then he's going to also go get paid and also go be in contention for championships, at least this year, maybe in the years to come, you know, in that kind of window where he's also getting paid a lot. It's all kind of lining up for him to the point where, you know, sure, he wants credit for taking the back seat for Tatum to go be the absolute superstar. And Brown is just an all star. But at the same time, it's like, well, you do realize you're in kind of a perfect situation, right? Well, like, do you really want to go and be 1A and 1B somewhere else where you're the 1A and then you get knocked out in the second round every year? Like, do you want to go be James Harden in Philly? I'm a, I agree with you. That's what I think. That's what I think would happen. Is that what he thinks? Is he still a flight risk, Arkand? I'm not sure if he is anymore now at this point. And I also think it's interesting the way he's talking about this because he's not, he's a guy who's putting up 20 shots a game, averaging 27 points per game. These are all like top 10 in the league. If he's, if he looks at himself like this secondary player, the stats don't really back that out. Like, I don't see him deferring at the end of the games to Jason Tatum. I don't see him, you know, passing up shots all the time so that Tatum can get his points. He's, he's shooting 20 but shots who, a game. He's deferring his stardom. Okay. Yeah, it, correct. Okay, exactly. maybe, but that's, I, I feel fame, like it's whose a fame team is thing. It? It's not a basketball thing. Thing. It's a fame thing. Whose team is it? It's Jason Tatum's okay. team. Well, that's what he's giving up. But it in might, terms of might... like the nut in the way that they play, he's almost has exactly this. It's like fifty-one and forty-nine. Well, doesn't that make it worse for him? I don't. Doesn't think so. that grind his gears more mm-hmm. if then they're doing close to equal production in a lot of nights on the floor? And you look at the finals last year, and Brown is absolutely the one who showed up in the finals versus Tatum. You're going to pit their production against one another, and yet Tatum is still the guy who's all NBA. Tatum's the superstar. Tatum's the one who's getting shoes, customized shoes for his kid. Yep. You know, Tatum is is the jersey guy. It's he's true. everything. He's the name. He's the brand. Jalen Brown sells a lot of jerseys, too. Of I think course, he's going to be all NBA this year, and so that's going to change. I think that'll change. And also, you know, what it all comes down to, ultimately, is he going to get Supermax money or not? I think that'll probably dull the uh, dull well, the pain of not, NBA, not then that works team. out for Here's, him. Well, yeah, but it yeah. not being his team for the future, he'll be okay with that if he signs a Supermax, Com- I would think. Comments like this make me think you're not out of the woods Mm-mm. with losing Jalen Brown. You're just not. He's, he's admitting that he's sacrificing. 
what are you sacrificing? And if you're sacrificing something, that inherently means you can get something the more spotlight. elsewhere. Exactly. So it might not be all about money. It's largely about money with these guys. It is. And I don't blame them for that. It's about money. You can make more money He's here. Cold. Like, but there's there's more money to be made as the lead dog potentially when you start factoring in uh, shoe deals. Yeah, but and then you, you go down factor- the Carmelo path. No, you do. Have but, fun with But that. when he says sacrifice, I think he's talking sacrifice. about he's he's sacrificing his name on the the you know the the top of the team. It's his team, and you're sacrificing endorsement money and shoe money. I think that's what he's talking about. It's just Some, such it's, a silly way to think, though. If he is thinking that way, and I don't know, I haven't talked to him about it, but something like this does indicate that there's a little bit of ooh, I'm cold in the shadow of well, Jason Tatum. Well, if they win, maybe he can handle it. They haven't won yet. They here's haven't, the, they haven't the won thing. yet, so if they keep not winning, yes, I think Jalen Brown is a flight risk, and yes, I think these comments are something to track, something to monitor, something paying attention to, or worth paying attention to. What do you guys think? 617-779-7937. Agree or disagree? I mean, he's saying he's sacrificing. He's taking a backseat to Tatum. He's doing the right thing for the team and taking a back seat. And yet, I still have a problem with it. Uh, again, 617-779-7937. What were you going to say, Mego? Oh, I was just going to say, it, it sounds to me like he's, I, I would bet the house on his next contract absolutely being here. He's going to be here through his next contract. After that, through? it's just, yeah, I do think so. It's just rare. It's rare to keep a duo together like this. Like outside of the team that spends the most and wins the most in the last decade or so with the Golden State Warriors, and they're going to have... Uh, judgment Day come down with Clay Thompson and Draymond Green and Steph Curry. Steph Curry's not going anywhere, you know? And I think that they may be in a situation where they don't want to play pay Clay anymore for what his production is. Like, it's just, it's unlikely, I think, after the next contract that Jalen Brown doesn't look around and go, maybe it's time yeah. for me to branch out on my Or head. maybe he signs the contract and then forces his way out, like a lot of guys have done. Maybe he doesn't get all the way through the contract. Maybe he signs it, he gets the 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 max money deal or the super max money deal, and then next thing you know, a year or two into it, he forces his way out. File these away. These are worth paying attention to. He's admitting he's sacrificing. He spent a lot of time thinking about it. So where does he wind up? And is it here with the Celtics? Again, 617-779-7937. We'll get back to your thoughts. We have Andrew Raycroft of Nesson standing by about 15 minutes from now for his weekly scheduled interview uh, every Tuesday at 3.30. We'll start to mix in some Bruins thoughts with all your Celtics phone calls. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Jones and Mego. A lot of hyperbole going on When here. things are this bad, <laughs> every alternative is so good. On WEEI. DeBrusque, off the boards, Marshawn. Underneath, Zaitsev. DeBrusque keeps coming in. Pots his own rebound. What board work. McAvoy sells the dummy. Pasternak. 40! 40 goals for David Pasternak. Pure goal scorer. Pasternak. 41. Both those goals were pretty sweet by Pasternak. The second one on the breakaway there, he just kind of flips in, casual as can be. First one picks a corner, goals 40 and 41 for Pasternak. (laughs) Jack's very excited about it, as are a lot of Bruins fans who have been just pestering me in my timeline here today at Jones WEEI. Is that because of your big TV appearance? Uh, yes, that hasn't helped, although it, it's, it's overlapped from what we talked about last Friday. And it's Jones and Mego with Arcan. We're going to talk to Andrew Raycroft of Nesson less than 10 minutes from now. He joins us every Tuesday at 3.30. So mark that down in your calendars. And we'll get his thoughts on what the Bruins have for options leading into the trade deadline. But it does tie in with something that's been reported here uh, in the last couple hours. And Arcan's been reading this and trending. David Pagnotta, Pagnota of the fourth period. The Gavrikov watch, which is one of these defensemen that Bruins fans are now obsessed with. And another guy who's not playing until he gets traded. Fair point. Another guy who's being held out. And the Bruins have sat on the sidelines while Horvat's been traded and Ryan O'Reilly has been traded and Tarasenko has been traded. Who else am I missing? Uh, maybe those are the the big names anyway. How did you forget Nolachari? I'm sorry. Achari was in the O'Reilly deal as well. Uh, Vladislav Gavrikov may be nearing the finish line, according to a source. The Blue Jackets and Bruins have the framework of a trade in place. Talk of a first and a third round package, but Boston has to clear cap space. One player I'm told they're shopping is forward Craig Smith. However, the Blue Jackets won't wait forever. It's understood that if another team swoops in with a competitive offer or a better offer, they could go that route, meaning Columbus could just pivot that way instead. The ball, or the puck, is in Boston's court as they try to make the money work. Adding Gavrikov should surely eliminate Boston from the Chikrin talk. Okay, and again, that's David Pagnota, fourth period. So I, I just look at that and I go, this ties exactly into what we were talking about on Friday, which is just picking up from what Wiggy had been saying and Mike Milbury didn't dismiss. The Bruins can trade one of their goaltenders. Now, Wiggy has been saying Swayman. Milbury didn't dismiss Swayman. All I said was, I'd look at Allmark too. Like, 
Allmark's closing in on the most appearances he's ever had. He's like six away from it now, and he's been great. But does anybody really believe in Linus Allmark carrying this team to a cup? I don't. The league doesn't. We asked Andrew Raycroft about this last week, and ESPN surveys like the seventh added to the top ten goalies in the league because people really deep down don't believe sometimes a goalie has a great season out of nowhere. And maybe it's Tim Thomas, you know, or maybe it's some other oaf who's going to fall on his face. So Swayman's been just as good, every bit as good, since Olmark, since the middle of December. And I just said if you could get more for Olmark than you could for Swayman, I'm not sure you could, I'd trade either one. And Bruins fans are angry about that. Well, you have yeah. to put him in the, the bag of assets that you're willing to right. not, not now, Mike. I forgot how he put it. The bag of asses that the Bruins have for prospects. So the idea is they need to shave salary, and Allmark would shave a lot more salary than Swayman, I guess is how the two connect here. Yeah, and Swayman's younger, so there's a future bet there with him. But I, I still go back to, yes, there's a redundancy with having two goalies who are so close in their numbers and their production. But at the same time, if one of those guys not even goes down with an injury, but we see what happened last year where Olmark gets pulled and Swayman gets thrown in. Look, you're already in a troubling situation if you have to do that during your Stanley Cup run. But I, having that option, I think, is more valuable than going out and getting another defenseman. What do you think, Arkan? I think that right now... There's not a huge uh, void that I think you need to to fill. I think that there's you know moves that you can make, and Gabrikov I think would be fine. You don't have to trade Jeremy Swayman to get him, um, I, or Linus Allmark for that matter. I do think that while it would be very bold. I'm kind of with the mob when it comes to trading a guy who's on pace to win the Vesna. I just, you know, I don't, I don't see how that. This may be the only time that he's ever that hot, and if he stays this hot for the rest of the year and into the playoffs, you could have a Tim Thomas situation on your hands. You would trade that away. I wouldn't trade that. You know, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't risk trading that away. That possibility. It's also, it's just the most specialized position. So it's a. I feel like you have to treat it differently. I know. I just and I understand one isn't on the ice. Yeah, and I just wouldn't <laughs> like, dismiss that Omar was hot going into the playoffs last year, and they had to bench sure. him after game two. Like I just wouldn't dismiss that. And he's never gone anywhere in the postseason, mostly because he was a Buffalo Saber his entire career. But like I don't know, I'm not exactly uh, uh, banking on a deep playoff run with him specifically. I think if they're if they're winning, they're going to be getting good enough goaltending whether it's Swayman or Allmark, and the team is going to overwhelm people because they can overwhelm people. And I'm not saying you have to trade either one. I'm just saying in the right move to overpay and really get a piece that would put you over the top, I should say, not overpay, but to get a piece that would put you over the top, I would trade either one. Doesn't it feel get, like an overpay, though? Well, I don't mind overpaying to win a cup. And I know you can't guarantee yourself winning a cup, but yeah. I don't mind going... You could be shooting yourself in the foot with I, this move. Sure, I don't mind going all, all in on risk. this team. I don't mind going all in on this team. It's a risk because of sure. the insurance policy Every, it's that a, you have. It's a risk not to go all in. It's a risk to say, I think we have enough right, but and I just get a, to the trade deadline and, and, and be wrong. I do think it's a bigger risk. Like I, I'm not I'm not dismissing it. I'm, I'm absolutely not. But it's a bigger risk to trade away one of the goalies than it is to just say, well, we're not going to go with the, get another defenseman. And look, if, if you can get Gavrikov without doing it, then fine. That's a top four defenseman that I think they need. I do think they need that. So I'm not saying they have to trade the goalie. But if you if you trade one of the goalies to put you over the top, I, I would do that. Because I think it's more dangerous to do nothing. I think it's more dangerous to stand pat. I know you hate this. I think it's more dangerous to oh, just do nothing. No. While Toronto makes moves and Tampa, you know, is going to make moves. And yeah, yeah, yeah. New York has already made yeah, a move. Yeah, yeah, But Jones, by that logic, if you don't move one of your goalies, then you're hoarding goalies. And no. then somebody else doesn't have a good goalie if you, for their Stanley Cup run. I don't, I look, I don't, I don't know New York's uh, backup goaltender as much, but who's Shesterkin's backup? 
they should probably trade him if you can get a piece that puts you over the top. I'd say the same thing about them. I'd say the same thing about Vasilevsky's backup. Toronto doesn't have enough goaltending. They never have enough goaltending, so they should probably hold on to their goalies. But if you have one goaltender who you can go on a run with, trade the other one. If it'll put you over the top, I don't sure. want. Oh, I can't have Swayman on anybody else's roster. No, no, no. Well, I, yeah, that's true. If you trade him to uh, Toronto, that wouldn't be great. But New York's tra- backup is Yaroslav Halak. Well, yeah. See, that's what uh, so nobody wants him. Hmm. Nobody would want him. Not anymore. But they, if they could trade Halak for something, sure, whatever. He's a backup. Who cares? The backup doesn't play. So yes, I would do that. But it sounds like the Bruins are sitting here waiting, twiddling their thumbs. Or I'm sorry, the Blue Jackets are sitting here waiting, twiddling their thumbs while the Bruins get their money worked out. And I would hate to think the Bruins miss out on a good player. A player that they want. And I don't pretend to know a lot about Gavrikov. I know he's playing 20 minutes a night on Columbus. His advanced metrics are not good. His offensive numbers are not good. But whatever, if you're telling me he's a good player and he's a top four defenseman on the left side, I think they need that. So good. I hope they go get that player. I just hope they don't miss out on him because they're trying to offload other bad deals that Sweeney's made in the past and they can't do it. Because that would make me, and I know people don't like my Zaka take, that would make me feel worse about the Zaka extension because you didn't have to do it when you did it. And now you've boxed yourself in and locked yourself in and you can't make a move in the meantime and you might miss out on a player you want. But anyway, I got off my high horse with that. I got enough Bruins fans yelling at me. Let's have a former Bruin yell at me here. Uh, joining us on the Harbor One Hotline is Andrew Raycroft of Nesson. He joins us each and every Tuesday at this time. He's brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market, bringing people together around the joys of food, by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the name to know when your drains don't flow, and by Frank's Red Hot. Visit franksredhot.com for great hockey and football-watching recipes. Let's frank it up. Razor, what's going on? Not much, gang. What's going on here this afternoon? Well, uh, let's start with this. <laughs> the Bruins need to, and we can get to any trading backup goalies or, or trading as Swayman or Allmark or whomever in a moment, but the Bruins need to shave some money off their, their books to make a deal. They have a deal lined up with Columbus for Gavrikov. Uh, I don't know. Do you look at that and say, I hope the Bruins don't lose out on a player they, they want because they're so close to the books. How urgent is it for the Bruins to make this kind of deal in your mind? I don't, well, it, it's not, I think if it was absolutely deathly urgent, they would probably do it. They have a, probably would have a pretty good idea of where the rest of the league stands and what Columbus is looking for and what they're willing to give up. The, the way the salary cap, any salary cap number, it exponentially gets easier to hold, get a more expensive player as we get closer to the deadline. So, the longer you can wait here these next 10 days, it might not be just for Gavrikov. It might be for another player that they would like to have at this deadline as well. So I think it's it's probably, I don't know the ins and outs of it, certainly. I don't know the dollars and cents exactly, but I, I would assume it's somewhat of a calculated game of chicken, like all trade deadlines are, in trying to acquire the best player players that you can at this at this time. You mentioned that the Bruins might have their eye on someone else. Would that be another defenseman that they're looking at? Or do you see, or have you heard any other areas of need that they're trying to fill? Uh, the only, no, I, I think they look up front again. I think you look at, without Jake DeBrus, without Thomas Nosek, you, you know, can you plug someone else in without having to go to the minors? Would there be a guy like the Barbashevs of the St. Louis? That's a sexy name that, that's been out there a little while. That makes a lot of sense for the Boston Bruins. Nick Bustet probably doesn't make as much sense, but it's another right shot forward that, that can play a little bit of center if necessary. So there's other there's lots of depth forwards out there, and, and I think that could become necessary if you're planning on playing 28 playoff games in, in April, May, and June. That, that would be helpful as well. 
Razor, I know we talked to you about David Pasternak and his contract or lack thereof pretty much every single week, but as the goals keep racking up here and articles come out with words like redefining the market, uh, do you think maybe the Bruins missed the boat here on on trying to save a buck as he continues to chase Connor McDavid for the lead in the NHL here? No, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think at any point they were they were holding out. Uh, I think David wanted this to play out the way it did. I think the Bruins are are sitting, waiting, happily ready to sign David at any point. I don't think they were lowballing him, trying to save a buck in the summer, thinking that David was only going to score twenty five goals this season, and that we were going to get. You know, like they they know what kind of player it is. The entire league knows what kind of player David Pasternak is, and he, he's. He's earned the right to make as much money as he can at this point. So I don't think any of this is on the Bruins. I think it comes down to when David's ready to make a decision and, and, and really get to the numbers that they want to get done, then, then they get to it. I would imagine at this point in the season right now that if you're Don Sweeney, you're, you're, you've got a lot of lines in the water when you're trying to get other players at, at this time. In your experience, you know, playing in the mm-hmm. league, being around players, in your experience, when guys get this close to free agency, do they usually come back? Yeah, the, the perfect example is Philippe Forsberg last year with Nashville. It's the exact same situation. And actually, Nashville was thinking of trading him at this time because they were the seventh, eighth seed in the, in the conference, not sure if they were going to get in. There was so much talk of were they going to sign him. There was talk here in Boston, are the, the Bruins going to make a run for him? And, and he ended up signing over the summer before hitting free agency with the Nashville Predators again because they can offer him an extra year, number one. So you get an eight-year deal rather than getting a seven-year deal. And you have you're in a place that's comfortable, and you you might test the waters and kick the kick the doors a little bit. And like I've said, free agency in the NHL isn't real free agency. There's there's a very limited number of teams that one can afford a guy like David Pasternak, and two, there's only a few teams that David Pasternak would be willing to go to, and and, and teams like Arizona and are are not one of them. Okay, so so look, the the Forsberg one is a good counterpoint, uh, and I'm sure there are examples, but those tend to be the exception to the rule, don't they? Well, I think, sure, but in, in, the cap, in the last few years, the cap situation's changed for the NHL because it's been flat and there's not a lot of places to go, and COVID has changed that dynamic. So, yeah, you could go back 15 years ago, but I think the, the narrative and I think the way the league does business has changed a little bit or a lot since COVID and, and a little bit in the last couple of years in that, you know, players like, where they are and they're just there there hasn't been any big name guys the nathan mckinnons the Connor mcdavid's nobody at the top of the league has changed teams through free agency because it's really difficult to do and it's not necessarily the most well good draw uh, i know we brought this up last week yeah well he left he left for calgary he's an american kid he went through he was living in canada where his family couldn't visit him unless they were vaccinated there was a lot going on outside of hockey in that situation and and i think for johnny goudreau he was closer to home. He was back in the United States, and he still got paid a whole lot of money. Uh, Razor, really quick, Jake DeBrusque, back two games with two goals. Is there anything about his return that has surprised you with that kind of immediate production? No. It, maybe maybe a year ago, but not now. And what he has done up until January 2nd, the Winter Classic, it, what I think we started to see it a little bit with him out of the lineup in those games prior to the break being the, the not having that extra jump on the power play and that that first line and just how important he is now to this team how quick he is at retrieving pucks how good he is in the forecheck and I think it was 
it was certainly fitting to have the power play score two minutes and 19 seconds into him being on it again. And then even the goal yesterday, it, it, Brad Marshall does so much work on the forecheck down low, but, but Jake DeBrusque is right behind him on that forecheck. It, and they, they just make a quick little play and it gets to the net and, and no one can play it there. So we haven't seen any of the Bergeron line mates do that, and I think that's what Jake DeBrusque brings to, to those guys. Razor David Krejci played his thousandth game. They did a little ceremony for him before the game yesterday. Um, I think about him and the new coach and all these other factors, and I just sort of wonder what you think about Krejci and what sort of percentage you'd give him in terms of why this team's been just so dominant this year. It feels like he's had a lot to do with it. He has, and that was the big question mark. Could he? Uh, the the He's a very underrated player here, but throughout the league, guys know what he's done in the playoffs in 13 and 11. Like Guys that played with him and against him know how great he is. But going over to Europe and, and being away for a year, you're, you're, you're curious if he can still bring that at this level, and he has. And he's on pace to score his fourth most points ever in his career in this season. And, and what he's been able to do is just slotting everybody in the right spot to be able to have him there. David Pasternak, we know how much he loves playing with David Krejci. Pavel Zaka, how much they've created chemistry right away. To have those guys as a set line, at second, that second line or sometimes first line, really just slots everybody properly. So I think, as usual, David Krejci being in this lineup is probably a little underappreciated or was in the summer when, when he came back. Uh, before we let you go, I've, uh, I've riled up Bruins fans a little bit. Uh, <laughs> not, not on purpose. But I've riled the usually it's on purpose, no, Razor. Uh, but but this wasn't so much on purpose. It was just an aside oh. uh, about the, the the trading Swayman idea that I know Wiggy's been on and Mike Milbury didn't dismiss uh, last week. I just said ah, the Bruins could trade either goaltender. They don't need both in the postseason. So I guess this is your opportunity to tell me how stupid I am. Like Bruins fans want me to do it. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. The, the reason so this is so the, the there's a couple issues here. Number one is. First and foremost, if I'm a general manager and I have these two guys and I make the trade, let's say I make the trade, and Linus Allmark blows his knee out three days after the trade deadline, um, I might as well pack my bags and, and walk out of town. So, so that's the first reason why I'm not doing it. That's for this season alone. Now, if there was a scenario where I was a team who absolutely, say I was this team and the Boston Bruins were in fourth place, and I knew that all I needed was uh, a, a left winger. I needed a first-line left winger. And there was a team over in the Western Conference that had that first left-line left winger, and they needed a goalie. And I can make that trade, and I could look down the future and have this guy locked in for seven years. Then, yes, maybe I would think about it. But where the Bruins are right now with what they have in their roster already, there's no piece that I say I look at and say, they need someone so good that I need to trade Jeremy Swayman to get him. And so, so those are my two reasons why it won't happen. Um, again, there, there's probably scenarios through history that, that would require uh, trading one of your guys to make your, you know, get a top, a number one defenseman. But the Bruins have all of those pieces, and, and, and no, they won't trade Jeremy Swayman right. or Lena Salmark. All right, disagree with Hockey Jones at your own risk. Uh, Andrew Raycroft. <laughs> We'll talk to you uh, next Tuesday. He joins us each and every Tuesday here on Jones and Mego with Arcan. Thanks, Razor. Love it, guys. Thanks. Bye. All right. Andrew Raycroft, as all our guests, joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. Many have disagreed with Hockey Jones in the past, Mego. And it never, it ne- <laughs> I'm not going to go there. It never works out well. It just never works out well. Oh, really? Yes. No, okay. no, no. no ra- rarely, if ever. I can't remember a time where Hockey Jones was wrong.
Uh, he had. I gave him. A, I really gave him an opportunity to call me a dummy, though. He didn't want to go there. He's a nice not, guy. Nice guy. He's a nice guy. Much nicer than me. Much nicer than me. Not gonna go there. Much nicer than me. I would. I would have dove right in. Uh, anyway, oh. we we can get to your phone calls on this six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven, and we have our triple play next. Jones and Mego return after this on WEEI. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on. We talk about basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This hour of Jones and Mego with Arcan is brought to you by East Coast Metal Roofing. You can act right now and save 10% during their spring savings sale. It's going to be a triple play. It's time for the triple play. Yes! Triple play! Top three burning questions of the day. And there's three. With Jones and Mego. Triples is best. Triples is, Triples is best. It's time for the triple play, and it's a buy or sell Monday. So we'll begin with a couple of topics here. You decide if you buy them or you sell them. This one's more of a statement, maybe a lead of a movement, and that is to abolish the NBA All-Star game. Not the weekend, just the game. Players would still be named All-Stars like uh, All-NBA, but they wouldn't play a game anymore. Buy or sell abolishing the NBA All-Star game. Number one. I sell it. Uh, so it's like it's like the Pro Bowl now where you still get to go, but they just have games and they play like laser tag instead? No. And there's still a dunk contest and three-point shooting. No, 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 no. The, the game is screwed. The game's screwed. It can't be saved. The game is horrible. Some of the shots of Tatum and Brown when they were going one-on-one at the end of the third quarter, which, whatever, fine. That was, as a Celtics fan, interesting, I, I guess. Like that, yeah. Tatum's going to Brown. Brown's going at Tatum. Tatum really had a lot of trouble stopping Jalen, by the way, I happen to notice, until the end of the third Probably quarter. Probably because he's like, I can't touch him. Well, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Because he's in the it, Batman mask. Tatum, I'm, I'm the one whose elbow put him Tatum's the one who hurt him. Mask. Fair point. But like, There's okay. a lot of defense being played the whole game. Some of the yeah. screenshots of those other guys, like the other eight were barely over half court. They were just standing there, hands on hips. Like, the game's screwed. But they should still play it. You should still have the game every year. What what else are you going to replace it with? Again, stupid Red Rover and whatever else they were playing Knockout. at the Pro Bowl. No, no, thank you. Play the game. It's not a good game, but at least play the game. Not, what would Knockout look like with pro basketball? It'd probably be players? awesome. Knockout, it would probably go probably really, from like half court. It would go a good super idea. quickly, right? You know, you know who would win it? Steph. Smart. Marcus Smart, like you know, be like finally horrible real life shooter, but like you know things that don't matter and are completely irrelevant. He'd be good at All Star Weekend. That's a good. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Hey, Grant Williams was there. Yeah, they'd have to pull him out of the stands like Grant. (laughs) So street clothes. I also sell. I just don't think that there's any way to fix any of these games. The the only way that I would, I mean, I think that they had to implement the theme, which I said last week. You got to theme the weekend like it's a frat party, and the theme definitely has to carry through to the game, 
where you have to have entrances that are timed to the theme and everything. Yep. Maybe it's like Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. I like that. And you play, some guys are playing in like direwolf furs yeah, or something. Some cosplay. Yeah, what, what? just to make it interesting. <laughs> it needs to be at the point. I've always said where that the weekend needs. See it, see it on a TV <laughs> in a cosplay. bar, you go, what the hell is that? Yes. And then you want to watch it. Can the theme be defense one year? I'd like to see that. <laughs> nope. No. no, that's well, that's how you rope them in. You go, hey, guys, uh, every year we're going to do a theme, and then the first year, defense. Okay, yeah. nobody's going to want to go. Well, you say Game of Thrones, they're going to be like, hell yeah. <laughs> then one of them it. dresses up as Arya. <laughs> I saw you're, re- nice. you're rewatching the West Wing, maybe a West Wing theme. Just the, just a little bit, just yeah. the good seasons. One that's year, good. bronies. What? Uh, Is that men my who little into, pony? Men who are into men? my little pony. <laughs> oh, okay. Bronies, Jones. Come on. All right, let's go to uh, number two. Yeah. Number two. All right, you may or may not know this, but the Bruins are currently on pace for 62 wins, which would match a record held by the Red Wings and the Lightning. Also on pace for 133 points, which would set the record and break the one held by the 77 Montreal Canadiens. Buy or sell that the Bruins will set or uh, match one of these records. Uh, Megan, let's hear from you. One of them, yeah. Or both. No, I mean, both is, I think, a stretch, but one of them. I think for wins, I would go for that one, especially now... As I, we were just talking to Razor, they have Jake DeBrusque back in the fold, which I know everyone before, when he was injured, was like, oh, man, what are they going to do without Jake DeBrusque? Well, kind of goes towards the argument that they're going to beat this record then. It's like nothing can deter this team. This team is just... It's just I, well, amazing. No, something can deter this team. It's called the Stanley Cup playoffs, and they're choking history in it. But in the regular season, I'm with you. Uh, or actually, I'm sorry, you sold it? I, I buy this. I think they are going to set both. They're going to no, set a win sorry, record. I, meant, I said buy. Oh, I thought you. I thought when he asked you if they'd do both, you'd No, decline. no, no. I said he said one, and then he tried to flip-flop he, the rules he, as he, he does. He flip-flopped the question on you now. Yeah. Now he's not just flip-flopping it's his answer. He's very inconsistent. Flip, flip-flopping the question on top of it. So, yeah, I think, that, I think they'll hit at least one of these records, break one of these records. Well, then I do agree i think they'll hit both i think they'll hit both uh, the problem's going to be in the postseason but now i agree they don't have any issues they don't lose they smoke teams every night even when they fall behind by one or two goals they typically win which is fluky but i do think they're going to set these records and my favorite thing about every single record they match every threshold they match it's not a record Every threshold they match, like whatever they're at for points, they're the first team or the fastest team to 90 points since the Flyers in 1980. Every time you go and look at what that team did, they lost. Every single time. I've stopped even bothering to like tweet about it and talk about it on the show because I know. I'm familiar with all these teams now. I'm like, oh, yeah, the 80s Flyers. Oh, yeah, the 18 Lightning or whatever it was. It's like, oh, I know all these teams go on and fall apart. I know it already. Now, the Flyers made the cup final, which is a lot different than Tampa a few years ago. Tampa got swept. They didn't even win a game against Columbus in round one. But no, the real question for them is the playoffs. But regular season? Yeah, they're going to set all these records, and it's probably going to set them up to fail even more. But I will buy that, yes. All right, let's get to buy or sell number three. Number three. As you may or may not have heard, Charles Barkley made a claim on the TNT broadcast that Salt Lake City is a boring-ass city with nothing to do. <laughs> These people going to heaven up this way. Ain't nothing to do with this boring-ass city. That was boring? <laughs> Boy, they never yeah, do it. It's great. You just it's a great, great city. No, great. you just hey, was like, These people, oh, ladies, hey, this is I, great. I, I, this is great. It's a great city, but ain't nothing to do with it. These people all going to heaven. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I've never ate so much room service in my life. Can't smoke, can't drink. <laughs> <laughs> These people going to heaven. <laughs> Where they going? They going to heaven. We gave you one week. 
All right, buy or sell Charles Barkley's claim that there is nothing to do in boring-ass Salt Lake City. Jones? I, mean, I guess I guess I largely buy it, but I'll tell you, uh, anecdotally, uh, you, you rate my weekend in Salt Lake when I was there a few years ago for work. I went to a, uh, a Utah Utes basketball game. Ooh. I saw Jakob Pertl. Wow. Saw Kyle Kuzma. Who, forget who was on Arizona State, but I went to a Utes basketball game. And then I two went to Utes. two Utes. <laughs> I went to a uh, I went to a restaurant, and I was like, oh, I thought you couldn't drink in this city. You can drink in this city. Yeah, you can drink there. Turns out, I think the alcohol level is a little lower. I don't think you're getting your full oh, it's alcohol. Like a three two beers, but Did whatever. You say Utes? Whatever. That's yeah, probably probably good for me. Probably good for me to have a little a little less alcohol per punch. So no, I I enjoyed my time in Salt Lake, but it's not like I did anything. I went to a college basketball game and ate and drank by myself. I didn't do much. I'm buying this. Salt Lake blows. Where they go? They go to heaven. That city's boring, and the altitude will get you. If you're going to go out to Utah for this, and they'll never do it, at least go to the party town. Go to Park City. Have it in Park City. Park City is cool, and they're built for events because they do the Sundance Film Festival. That's what I was just going to say. Where shred the nar? They have like good restaurants. Is that where Sundance is? Sundance is at Park City. Yeah, Park City's awesome. Like if you're gonna make people go to boring ass Utah, at least go to the cool town. Is it? Ski towns are always cool. All I can think of Park City. Don't go to Salt Lake. All I can think of when I saw that the All Star Game was in Salt Lake, which admittedly I didn't really even know until last week. We were like sneaking up on a couple of days away, and I was complaining about Jalen Brown playing, and I'm like, where even is the game? I'm like Salt Lake. Oh right. How is Salt Lake getting an All Star game? I don't want to say before Boston because Boston's trying for you. Boston's trying. And Salt Lake is getting. Isn't that just a slap in the face that the NBA goes to Salt Lake and Boston's still sitting here waiting to get an All-Star game? Mm, I don't yes. know. They can have it. They can have like, it. They're gonna, you think traffic's bad now? I think they're going to get it. It's going to be a you mess. You think traffic's bad now? This city doesn't possess the infrastructure fine. to do all these big events that does, with the fine. idiots, the, the mayor, whoever. Oh, we should have the All-Star game. We should have the Home Run Derby. It's like... I, you Fine. can't get anywhere in a timely fashion here, but let's You're not bring wrong. the entire yeah. world okay. here. Okay, maybe not if you want Stop. the All-Star game, build more than one sky tunnel. Boston <laughs> Boston wants it. Celtics ownership wants it, oh, is yeah. the point. And the j- freaking Jazz are getting it. That's not great. I'm telling NBA's you, you like, don't guys, want it. We'll do it in a real city like Salt Lake City first, <laughs> and then maybe we'll get around to Boston at some point. And not, uh, there you go. People a- going to heaven up this way. Ain't nothing to do with this boring-ass city. Not a great look. All right. That's uh, your uh, Buy or Sell Monday in the Triple Play. Okay. Each and every day at this time, or at least every, each and every Monday, we do Buy or Sell. 617-779-7937. We've talked some Red Sox. Uh, you know, fans are upset with ownership. All three of us are upset with ownership and the way John Henry handled his emails over the weekend. We've talked Celtics. His emails! Jalen Brown is not thrilled about, you know, uh, being a second banana to Jason Tatum, and he's making that known. Meanwhile, Jason Tatum still talking to Ime Udoka. We've even talked some Bruins with, Je- uh, I keep saying Jeremy Swayman. We talked Jeremy Swayman with Andrew Raycroft earlier this hour. He joins us every Tuesday. Let's get to the Patriots, shall we? Uh, today is the day where the franchise tag can officially start to be placed on players. The window is officially open, and the Patriots are on the sideline. What does that tell us about the season they're about to have? What does it tell us about what they're doing at quarterback? We'll get to all of it next. Mike Milbury joins the Greg Hill Show every Thursday morning at 820. Brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market, John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, and Kentucky Owl, the wise man, straight bourbon whiskey. Milbury, 820, Thursday mornings on WEEI. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.